Aloha, everyone. Welcome back to Multifamily Live. I am super duper incredibly excited about today's podcast. We are talking about financial freedom today. We are talking about the foundations of financial freedom because this is Foundation Fridays. And today I have Tracy Lewis Cumberbatch. Tracy is a retired naval officer with over 22 years of experience applying a unique mix of strategic planning, operational management, personal development, and administration. Though new to multifamily investing, Tracy has over 15 years of experience with single family real estate, both her MBA and MHA. She is adept at balancing, per, balancing operational, financial, personnel, and regulatory constraints while managing projects, and was previously responsible for the daily operations to manage and protect assets, property, and equipment valued over $7 million as a healthcare executive in the Navy. Tracy is passionate about her family, health, financial freedom, and is dedicated to promoting financial literacy education for all. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Thanks, Peely. It's great that to be here. That was a mouthful. <laughs> now, what I want you to do... <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to fit all that, you know, 20 plus years into a couple of sentences. <laughs> well, what I want you to do, because now we have at least 20 minutes to talk through this, I want you to let us know a little bit more about the foundations of your of your life for the past 22 years as a retired naval officer. Sure. So I have always wanted to be a helper. From the time that I was like 8, I wanted to be a doctor. And that's kind of where things all started for me. I was going to go to med school. So you know, for the next decade plus of my life, it was like what do I need to do to be successful and go to med school? And as I was filling out my applications for medical school, you know, I took the MCAT, like I went through the whole process. And then as I, you know, sat down finally after, you know, many years of like pursuing this goal, and I really thought about why do I want to be a doctor? It was because I wanted to help people. But at that point, I had a lot more information, you know, than I had when I was eight and decided I want to be a doctor. And I realized there's a lot of ways that I could help people. And at that point, I had been studying healthcare management and learned that, you know, there's a lot in the healthcare system that can be troublesome for doctors to actually do what they want to do. And so I shifted gears and said, you know what, the best way that I can help people right now is to use my administrative skills and background and actually change things at a system level. And so that's what I did for most of my career in the Navy was working in healthcare management, working alongside the doctors and the nurses, but trying to make the system better for everyone, for the patients, as well as the providers working in the system. And so as it came time to retire and figure out what's next, you know, I still knew that I wanted to be in a position to help others. And that, you know, ties into real estate. And so I always knew that real estate was a great opportunity to build wealth. Going all the way back to my early years in the military, I started out as a hospital corpsman and a surgical technologist, and I worked in the OR very closely with a lot of physicians and nurses. And even though at that time, I did not have a very big paycheck, and I definitely could not afford to buy a house in the DC area, which is where I was stationed, I watched them. And I saw these providers come in and they would buy a house, and within three or four years after their you know time was up at that duty station, they'd sell it. And a lot of times they like 
doubled their money. And it was just like this really eye-opening experience to see that like real estate has this great potential to build wealth. And so I knew, you know, I wanted to get into real estate. I wanted to buy a home. I wanted to do that. Finally, in 2007, I bought my first home when I came to San Antonio for grad school. And I ended up only being here for a year. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to rent this thing out and, you know, keep on moving. And I thought I was just going to rinse and repeat that process over and over. But I kept either getting stationed overseas or getting stationed in these high cost of living areas that it just seemed prohibitive to, to get started, especially as, you know, still a relatively young single person. Like I just couldn't make it make sense. And that was really the primary model that I knew for real estate investing. And so I didn't know that there were other options for how I could have gotten involved in real estate. And as I was getting ready to transition from the military, I knew I wanted to get more involved in real estate again and figure out and now actually have the time and the bandwidth to like dig in. And I learned about syndication and multifamily. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is my opportunity to finally get into real estate and do something with it, but in a way that I can actually partner with other people and go back and share this knowledge that I now have with other busy professionals who may think that they can't get involved because they don't have time, but they actually can. And so, you know, it's sort of a culmination of both my military background and my personal experience with real estate has brought me to this point where, you know, I really believe that multifamily investing is the best answer for a lot of people in terms of like how to do it, but without having to be in the trenches, so to speak. So I want to, <clears throat> I want to dig in a little bit. You mentioned systems. Yes. You mentioned that you want to make the systems better. And again, thank you for your service. Thank you for everything that you've done, especially those things that we didn't see you do. And from what it sounds to me, your life within the OR, within the medical system, within the Navy has set you up in the perfect position to come into real estate because you're already a systems person. Can you explain a little bit about how, like, I want you to dig in about how your experience within the Navy, within systems, within making systems better helps you out today in large multifamily real estate. Yes, sorry, I'm just writing down a couple of notes to make sure I don't lose my train of thought as we're going through this. So um, absolutely, I could not agree more. Um, the military in general is a very, you know, systems, teamwork mm -hmm. is all very foundational to everything that we do. And so, you know, going back as far as my very early days when I was working as a surgical tech, you know, it's all about systems, repetition, you know, creating these processes that you follow, you know, every time, you, you know, it doesn't matter what procedure you're doing, the process is the same. You count all the instruments, you, you have your routine that you go through, you do the checks to make sure you, that you're doing the right surgery on the right patient at the right time. Like all of these things are built in so that you're not having to think about it as you're doing it, you're able to execute and really, you know, be focused on what you're trying to do. And I think there's so much of that that really ties in with multifamily and real estate investing in general, but you know specifically with multifamily in the sense that it is a repeatable process. And there are specific things that we're looking for each time when we go through the process of 
you know, even at the very beginning, market analysis, like what markets are we going to look at? What are the key indicators that we're looking for? You know, and you do your market analysis. And then once you know what market you're looking at, it's like, okay, well, what type of properties do we look at? Well, my team, we like to look at value add. So, you know, what are, you know, and so you keep just using those steps to narrow down and you're not really having to figure it out and ask the questions each and every time, because once you ask them once, you're just repeating it over and over and over again. And, you know, the hard part is done and you just apply that. And once you've done it in one area, you can keep building that and expanding to other areas as well. So I think there's a lot that translates very well, both from the systems perspective, as well as teamwork. And I think that's another thing I really love about multifamily is it's not something that I have to do by myself. I get to do it with other people, both other partners in terms of like finding deals, but as well as partnering with other investors. So I love you touched on two huge things. So a lot of people that are listening to this today are new to multifamily. And if you're not, keep on listening because what Tracy said about market analysis and market study and the systems that you use within market studies, you said it yourself, you can take that system and move it to another market. So say you're in Louisville, Kentucky, you start going through the market in Louisville, Kentucky, you start, you start purchasing, purchasing large multifamily in Louisville, Kentucky, you can actually take that same system, that same box, same checklist, and move it over to, let's say, Decatur, Georgia. You can do the same market study, you can do the same type of analysis. Market's going to be different, analysis is going to be different, but the type and the way you do it is going to be the same. So as long as you know the systems, you can take it to another place. And then you did, you did hit on something like making sure you have the right, you have the right patient for the right operation. Yes. I mean, how does that correlate to large multifamily? Um, I think for me, the biggest obvious thing is like just making sure that you have the right, you know, asset class, that you have the right type of property. Like, why are you going to spend all your time looking at, you know, a bunch of class A properties if you're you know, if your process is for value adds or, yes. you know, like it just helps to like clarify and narrow things down very easily so that you, you know, if you know what you're looking for, it's very, it's very easy to see when something does not fit that box. Um, and so once you've got that framework, it's very replicable, you know, either within the same location or, you know, to take it to other locations and kind of build and grow upon it. But the having the framework is what really makes it work. So let's take it from your life as a naval officer. You started doing some small rentals, um, but then you were put overseas or into high cost living situations. Now you have the time and now you can take all that knowledge that you have from your past and put it into large multifamily. Walk us through your journey thus far within your uh, multifamily journey. Sure. So I knew when I was retiring that I wanted to buy more real estate, but I wasn't exactly sure what that was going to look like. Back in like 2015-ish, I had looked when I was in San Diego. I knew like I was like multifamily seems to make more sense. Like I can maybe get like a triplex and live in one unit and rent out the others and kind of start house hacking in like a smaller multifamily um, way. 
but it was still like it was so cost prohibitive there that like the only way I could make that work was to live like an hour outside of town and I was not willing to do that commute it was going to have too big of like a direct impact on my personal lifestyle and I wasn't ready for that so I sort of just like dismissed it and moved on and was like nope that's this not for me California <laughs> um, commuting you can yeah, you can stop nope, there nope, wasn't going to do it but now knowing knowing what I know now you know I I basically was like okay I know I want to do real estate and I think there's something with multifamily, but I need to figure this out. And I had the benefit of doing what's called a skills bridge. And it's basically this opportunity when you're getting ready to transition out of the military. It's not a guarantee, but you know, if you can get support from your command, it's a transition program that allows you like three to six months to kind of job shadow with another company. Um, and it's especially helpful if you're looking to change industries because you don't really know what you don't know. And so I was able to do a skills bridge, a three month program with a local broker here. And he's also a veteran and his whole mantra, he's not like really pushing for you to come and work for him as a realtor, although that's certainly an option, but his brokerage has this program so that you can explore all of the different ways that you can build wealth with real estate. And so it was part of going through that program that introduced me to syndications. And, you know, he had shared with us where he had the opportunity basically to buy in as a limited partner on a development deal that was going on here in town, you know, and now he's a part owner in one of like the major shopping centers in town. And I mean, I just didn't know that something like that existed. And so I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Like, I need to know more about this. And so, you know, from there, I went on my own personal journey of discovery, looking for educational programs where I could learn more about, you know, what is syndication? How does it work? Is there a spot for me here? You know, what, what would that look like? And, you know, so ultimately now, as I've gone through that journey, I learned about all the different roles that general partners can have. You know, what's the difference between a general partner and a limited partner? And, you know, all of that. And I sort of went through my own progression of like, where I think the best fit for me is within the general partner team based on not only my previous experience, but also with my personal financial goals and what I'm looking for, uh, you know, for our own financial freedom goals for our family and ultimately decided, um, you know, that multifamily is the right place for me and that, you know, being a general partner still gives me a lot of freedom of time you know, I'm definitely still working. What I'm doing is active working, <laughs> but um, it's in a way that I can do it on my own time, on my own terms, which is what I need right now, flexibility of my schedule. And I can do it in a way that allows me to partner and share that opportunity with other busy professionals who don't have time for the active side of it, but who want to grow their money in a passive way. So it you know, creates a win-win for everyone. So before I let you go, because I know that there are investors or people out there that's listening to this show, can you explain what the difference is between active investing, being on the general partner side of a syndication, and passive investing or being a limited partner on that side of the syndication? Absolutely. So the general partners are like the operators of the deal. They are the people that go out, they find the deal, they manage the deal, they hire the maintenance people and the property management, and they come up with the plan for how are we gonna do the renovations and they manage all of that and they provide oversight. They are actively involved in like every piece of doing the deal. 
And then on the end, once you've had the deal for a couple of years, you've changed the operations, you've improved everything, and you get ready to sell it or refinance it or whatever your exit strategy happens to be, you know, they they do all of that as well. So it's a very, you know, it's active. You're you're doing a lot of different things over the course of owning that property to ensure that you develop a great plan and then execute that plan. And then the limited partner investors, what they bring to the table is capital. So they invest their funds and partner with the general partners and that's really all they have to do. They bring their funds and then they accept their cash flow that they get throughout the deal. And then in the end, you know, they get their equity multiple back. It's, it's pretty hands off. The most important part, I think, for the limited partners is on the front end, they've got to vet the team because that's the whole point of making sure that it's passive <laughs> is you partner with a team that you trust and trust that they're going to do what they need to do to give you the returns that they think that they can bring. Um, and of course, you know, even in the best effort, you know, every team's not going to get it exactly right every time. They're not gonna, you know, hit a home run every time. But if you do your due diligence and vet the team before you invest with them, then you should be able to move forward with pretty good confidence that, um, you know, they're gonna be able to deliver. And that's that's really the, the work that comes in for the limited partners is making sure that they partner with teams they trust. Thank you so much for laying down that foundation. So many people that jump into investments don't understand the difference. Like they, they think that they're going to get on the passive side when, when they're actually actively investing and yeah. vice versa. So before I let you go, I have two more questions. Number one, okay. If there was one foundational thing you could leave this audience with, whether it be in life, from your experience as a naval officer or your experience thus far within real estate, what would it be? I think in terms of foundational things, it's you have to know your why. And so like that's ultimately what shifted everything for our family when we looked at our pursuit of financial freedom is really dialing in on like, what what are we doing this for? Like, why are we going to work every day? Why are we trying to make this money? Like, what is it all about? And once we were able to really dial in on that and know what we truly value as a family, not what other people say is important, not, you know, not anything else, but truly for us, what's important, then everything else started falling into place in terms of designing a lifestyle that makes sense for us. But you have to know your why first. So your why is the lifestyle or actually what is your why? Like in a few sentences, our, what's your our why? family your being family. able to put our family first. And, you know, that was a big change for me. I was I was single for a long time. And, you know, my why was like living life to the fullest and traveling and having these great experiences. And not that that has wholly changed, but it's shifted focus to family first and you know, what are the things that we find most important? Spending time together, making memories together, being present for our children. And a lot of that still involves traveling because we love to travel. Um, but it also involves things that don't cost money, like playing board games and going to the neighborhood pool and just, you know, being able to be present and be available to create those memories and share that with our kids as they're growing up. Thank you for sharing that with us. And before I let you go, how can members of our audience 
reach out to you if they want more information, if they want to be educated, if they want to learn how to invest in you and with you. So the, the easiest way to find me is through my website. It's tlcventures.biz, B-I-Z. And then uh, my email is tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at tlcventures.biz. Fantastic. All that information will be down in the show notes. Tracy, thank you so very much for being on the show and gracing us with your presence and your, and your mindset around, around financial freedom and family. Thanks, Peely. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. And for everyone that's listening, so much aloha to you, so much love, so much peace. If you loved what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe. It would mean the world to us. And have the best day. And look Tracy up. Talk to you later. Aloha. Aloha.